How can you use Alvis, Vegas, and Lionel Messi to help you memorize medical terminology? Well, check this out. My name is Louis Angel, and I actually have the privilege of interviewing medical students, Kathy and Alex Mullen, who is also a two-time world memory champion. And this next audio clip is actually an excerpt from our full interview. We went over an hour of just talking about great stuff, but here's a quick little 13-minute clip of that. Listen, I want to get these AE Mind Academy audios into as many ears as we possibly can. So if you can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Google Play, wherever you're listening to this from, please help us out with the rating uh, and just let us know any comments that you have about the podcast, how we can even make it better. I would really and truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Enjoy. Great tip for students out there. It's like, you know, you, you go through the material, you, you try to conceptualize it as best as you possibly can, and then you apply the memory techniques. So is there, um, when you actually get to the specifics, you guys have some examples right now on how you actually take what, you, uh, what you've done in the memory world and apply it to the studies? Yeah, we have some examples. Yeah, do you want to take the first one? Or I, I kind of came yeah, with the first kinda, so, Yeah, why don't you do um, that? Let me do that. So, yeah, so we, um, you know, <laughs> we pretty much use the techniques when we're studying anything these days. So, you know, one, mm -hmm. one easy example of that is when you're learning anatomy. So anatomy is obviously a very uh, memorization heavy discipline. And unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately, anatomy was one of those courses that we took right at the beginning uh, of med school and we hadn't really nailed down the techniques too well. So full yeah. disclosure, this is an example that I just came up with um, because, <laughs> you know, we don't have any that many great ones from, from anatomy. But, uh, you know, ha going back to anatomy, if I were to retake it, I definitely would use it. Um, so here's a quick one. So uh, you know, in medicine, and if you're talking about the digestive tract, there's basically three sections uh, that people split it into. One is called the foregut, and then the midgut and the hindgut. So foregut, midgut, hindgut. Um, you know, so foregut sort of starting at your at your mouth and going down your esophagus. And not to get into too many specifics, but um, you know, one thing you might want to have to remember is the blood supply and the nervous system innervation for each of those sections. So they, you know, part of the reason they're split up into those categories is because they each have a unique blood supply and innervation. So, you know, let's just go through those real quick. So, um, you know, lo looking kind of at the, at the room behind us, you know, what, what would happen in the actual memorization process for us is we would see that, you know, information and decide, okay, I want to commit this to memory using memory techniques. Uh, and then say, you know, in our palace at the time, we might be imagining, that were in this particular room. So let's just use that, I guess, as an illustration. Um, so for each foregut, midgut, and hindgut, I would use one locus for each of the those pieces. So maybe the first locus that I choose is the ceiling for foregut. So the ceiling would be my foregut locus. Uh, and then uh, the blood supply to the, to the foregut is the celiac artery. So part of the reason why I chose the ceiling is because it sounds sort of like celiac. So I, I can just imagine that because it's the ceiling, I think of celiac artery. Uh, and then the innervation is the vagus nerve, uh, cranial nerve 10. So, you know, for that one, the first thing that comes to mind when I think of vagus nerve is like the the welcome to Las Vegas sign or is it, yeah. is it Viva Las Vegas or welcome, welcome to, Las to Las Vegas? Yeah, the, I think it's well, welcome. You know, the kind of like, you know, the famous sort of diamond looking sign. Um, so I imagine that that, you know, that Vegas sign is hanging from the ceiling. So now, you know, in this ceiling locus, I've got ceiling for celiac artery and the Vegas sign for Vegas nerve. Um, so that would be my kind of foregut locus there. Uh, moving. Would you create an image for foregut? Yeah, or so that's a good would you question. just like n know that, it, okay, this, 
I know that this is for gut or would it be an actual image? So that that's kind of a subtle thing that we that we deal with often, you know, whether or not you kind of encode the the, the topic. topic. Yeah. Um and yeah. and you know what I might recommend for kind of people starting out is is to do that more. Uh, to, to, if you have, you know, kind of a doubt about it, just go ahead and encode the topic as well. Um, so maybe, you know, for four gut, maybe you imagine like, you four know, hand. a number four kind of painted on the ceiling or something like that. Um, basically what we've found is that when you, when you kind of do this process of reviewing a lot, like I mentioned before, you find that the, the, your association uh, of the topic to the locations be becomes very natural. So, you know, once you've, you've reviewed a few times that this particular room houses the foregut, midgut, hindgut material, it, it, it's almost unnecessary to it have that encoded. It feels like that. That's, and, and of right. course there's no perfect way to do it, but that's that's the strategy that we've kind of fallen into is, you know, not really encoding that as, as much. And both of you have found that this this works, right? It's not like, oh, Alex, it works for Alex because he's he he memorizes so often you as well right Kathy like this process um if like you just said it feels like this is a foregut it feels like this is a midgut area um, right so you, you do you also not have to um, always encode the the actual topic Kathy yeah I don't have to I think when we both started out one of the things we tried was encoding but for me you know and that's one thing that we like to talk about is Alex is the world memory champion but I'm just you know, the world memory champions wife, like, you know, so I, I don't, I don't do these techniques competitively, but it definitely works for me. And just the other day we were in our hometown and we've, you know, sprinkled these palaces all over our hometown where we grew up and we were just driving around and we were like, oh my gosh, like, it just feels like cardiac stuff here. You know, you kind of have that sense. Mm. And one thing we even thought was pretty funny was we've been walking around in these places in our minds so much that it almost feels like we've been there recently, you know? Yeah. So it's I, you such know, a I, weird feeling. I had mentioned before. It is. <laughs> yeah, we, we recently went to Baltimore, which is where I went to college at Johns Hopkins and, um, it was weird because I, I haven't been there in, in almost three years now, but I would go back to some of these places on my, my you know home campus and, and feel like I was just there because I had been, you know, using it for, for so various things, using which, is, it. which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. that is weird. Cause I memorized um, the Avengers movie or like scenes from the Avengers. I use that as a memory palace and and I use that. Uh, what did I use that? The World Memory Competition for cards. Uh, so I was training for that heavily, that like that route specifically. And then uh, I just saw a poster of the Avengers uh, somewhere, I don't know where, but I saw the poster and then it just triggered like the entire movie just kind of flashed in my mind. I was like, oh, that's insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's so true. Like if, 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 and if it triggered like memories from the world. It feels like, like it, yeah. Mind. Here's the thing. I think the biggest takeaway is like, be okay with creating these locations because that's, you know, what, what the top people are doing right now. Um, you know, the, the Mullen family is doing. They're creating these locations to store the information. So be okay with creating the location. And don't get overwhelmed with the with the idea that you have to have thousands of locations right from the get-go before you can get started with learning information. You can start just by thinking of your home right now exactly. and then place information along that route, just like what we're about to go into uh, uh, during the next few examples. So. You know, when, I, when I'm thinking of the palace, I, I don't really I – I never look at pictures or, like, go to the actual palace, right? So it, in my mind, I just use the first thing that comes to mind. Maybe it's like the stairs, you know, down sort of there. I don't know if you can see them right there. So, you know, that's let's make that the mid gut, for instance. So, the I'm going to go ahead and imagine Lionel Messi uh, standing there on top. You know, maybe it's kind of a more miniature version of him standing on those steps, holding up a Vegas one of those same Vegas signs above his head, like kind of in a victorious way. Uh, and so now I'll explain what those are for. So. So the so that's the mid gut, and then the blood supply to that is the superior mesenteric artery, um, and so Messi, 
uh, you know, Lionel Messi, world famous soccer player, is kind of re- representing that superior mesenteric, messy mesenteric. And then he's kind of looking victorious. So that's kind of how I encoded the superior part. Um, and you'll see that's important because the next thing for the for the hind gut is the inferior mesenteric. So, um, so he's holding up kind of the victoriously. You got Messi for mesenteric holding up this Vegas sign, and that's because the Vegas also does the nervous system, the innervation to the midgut. So he's you know got that Vegas sign, mesen, superior mesenteric Vegas. Uh, and then maybe the next place is the kind of couch, or I'll just use it over here. You know, maybe we're doing the that painting there. Maybe that's in my memory palace. Uh, and in hindgut, it's inferior mesenteric for the artery uh, and pelvic nerve for the nerve. So, you know, again, I'm going to use some sort of messy type image for the mesenteric. So maybe now we have messy on that on that counter there. And he's just sort of slumped on the ground feeling like he, maybe he's injured or something like that uh, in a game. And he he's feeling very inferior. So it's inferior mesenteric. Um, and then. Uh, the innervation is the pelvic nerve. So pelvic, I just think of Elvis. This is the first comes to my, thing comes to mind. So maybe El- pelvic thrust. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, uh, you got Elvis sort of bending over Messi, you know, seeing what's wrong with him, maybe trying to help. Um, uh, so you just got that, you know, all these images, you know, you can remember the Vegas sign, the c- you know, ceiling for celiac. You got victorious Messi with the Vegas sign and you've got Elvis and Messi over here. Uh, and that would just be some quick cues to, to key you into the, the different blood supplies and innervations. So here's a question that I often get. Yeah. Um, when you're reviewing the information, right? So you're seeing the stories, you're seeing Alvis bending over trying to help out Messi. You have no, many times, especially like during the first like review, you might get one or two like real triggers, meaning you'll get one or two like translations for what that visual represents. But sometimes you're like, I have absolutely no idea what Alvis was doing or what I was represented. Does that ever happen to you guys where you're like seeing these images when you're reviewing and you're like, what did that even, like, why did I picture that person or doing that action? Does that ever happen to you guys? Sometimes, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and, and the way I usually handle that is if it's something that I, that I think is not immediately obvious to me why that image is what it is, uh, in my note of that mnemonic, uh, so like how they said, we, we have, you know, this way of taking notes, I'll write like, you know, Elvis, and then I'll write equals pelvic nerve you know and so that way if there's any confusion if i think there might be any confusion about what it represents i i'll have that note there and i can always go back and see what it was gotcha okay uh so you guys take extensive notes on all of this it's not just like you're you're storing it on the location and then you walk away and that's it like you you actually go back and you do um your note taking uh, on top of like creating these visuals right yeah it's like you said earlier right it's um it's kind of misleading if you just think about it as like oh i put it in there and now i don't ever have to you know review it again right so that's one of the things yeah. is we do take notes on it that way we can um consistently review it in the same way that we mm-hmm. we encoded it so that it just you know we're not kind of imagining something different every time and then it's all messy Messy. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, cool. And, and so, okay, here's another one. Um, reusing characters or like images that you've already used um, for for other terms. So if you have, is there anything else that, um, that you would use messy for? Or like, and we'll stick with that example just because we used it twice already. So if you ever see like messy again, will that always represent something that has to do with the gut? Or would you use messy like that, that player for a, something completely separate and different if you see that term somewhere else? 
Um, so we try to keep it consistent so that if we saw messy again, it would be something to do with the mesenteric arteries. Um, and that's yeah. actually part of what Alex was talking about in terms of organization, because that does allow us to kind of quickly scan through and say, you know, where I've seen, where have I seen messy before? Um, and then you just start having this sense, right? The sense that we were talking about earlier for when you see that image, what it means, all the things associated with it. It's one thing I say is like, you know, if I asked you to think about all the pizza places in your hometown, you can easily think of, you know, where all the pizza was and everything that kind of is associated with those restaurants. And so when we keep those images consistent, it kind of allows us to do that quick scanning and quick thinking. Yeah. And and so just to add on to that, we, you know, we, we try to keep those images consistent for sure. The one thing we might do like is we try not to reuse the images. So like, if, if something else comes up that sort of sounds like messy, I will do my best to not make it messy again, just because, you know, it, it can sometimes get confusing if you've got a bunch of messies running around that are doing different things. Yeah. Um, you know, so, but what I will say is that like, if maybe, you know, if, if let's say the inferior mesenteric vein comes up, um, you know, mesenteric veins obviously are a little different than the arteries. Uh, what I might do just to kind of, uh, come up with an image for that easily is use some sort of category. And so maybe I'll imagine like a different Argentinian soccer player for the veins, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, it'll be, so, I'll, you know, every time I think Messi, it'll be for, just mm -hmm. for the art, mesenteric arteries. And then maybe there's this, you know, maybe it's the Argentine goalkeeper. And, and I, I have no idea who that is, but just kind of the general notion that it's that goalkeeper or somebody else will cue me into it being the mesenteric veins instead of the arteries. Because it does feel related that way. Right. Right, because then at that point you're seeing a soccer player, right. and you're like, wait, okay, well, that was messy, but that was an artery. Oh, this one must be the vein, right? right. Yeah, um, and it would trigger that. So that's, that's a good tip right there. Um, it's kind of like familiar, uh, similar to um when I memorize names, uh, when we memorize names and faces. So for me, like for every owl, like a owl, I picture the bird, an owl, right? And Alex, I'll picture like an owl flexing. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll like change it up a little bit. And Albert is like an owl, but his body is a burrito. Mm. So it's just like the top of the head. Yeah. Of the head. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's like I'll use something similar, which is an owl, but then I'll like morph it into something else. For you, you morphed it into like a, another soccer player, right? So it's still messy in a way, but it's just, you know, a, a soccer player. Yeah. Not to listen to the entire AEMind Academy interview with the Molins, make sure to go to aemind.com. I also have a free Better Memory Now guide for you to download right there.